There's a place where I love to run and play. There's a place where I sing new songs of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. There's a place where I lose myself within. There's a place where I find myself again. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. There's a place where religion finally dies. There's a place where I lose my selfish pride. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. I love my Father. Nothing can take that away from me. Nothing, nothing, nothing can take that away from me. There's a place where religion finally dies. There's a place where I lose my selfish pride. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of praise.
in the middle of the storm i am holding on i am oh they tell me of a whole party on the sky oh they tell me of a
Release from my chains, I'm a Amen. I need the grace of God to wash over me. How about you? It's amazing what the Lord does in our lives that we know about, but it's probably more amazing what he does that we're not even uh, aware of. His grace is always at work in our behalf. I want to welcome you to the Lord's house this morning and glad you're here, glad that we have this time together. Uh, for those who are regulars, glad you're here. For those who are visiting home, glad you're here. For those who are here for the first time, glad you're here. And I pray today that we might experience the presence of the Lord in our being together in His house. It's a new year, and I want to talk about how important it is that we allow the newness that God is wanting to bring to our lives uh, to be welcomed in. 
um, I was doing some reading about uh, neurolo neurological realities, and they have shown that when someone is in, uh, has a traumatic brain event, whether it's an injury or, or whether it's uh, as a result of a stroke or, or such a, a happening, that the brain has the capability that God has created within us to find new neural pathways. And so the things that have been interrupted because of, because of the negative trauma that has come against the mind, God has wired us in such a way that there are new connections that can be made electronically. And they, they studied it. They found it to be so. But one of the interesting things, and I'm going to read this to you, uh, a statement that I found as I was doing some reading on this reality, it says the brain's ability to reorganize itself by forming new neural pathways throughout life and in response to experiences has been, has been um, noted. While the brain usually does this itself in response to injury or disease, listen, when humans focus their attention enough, they can slowly rewire these pathways themselves. Now, wh what does that mean? Well, listen to these verses. Isaiah 43, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do you realize as God speaks that word, he's not just talking about out there in nature, but God says, I have the power to make new things happen in you, in your mind, in your body, in your soul. In Philippians 4, finally, my friends, keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly, and proper. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. Do you see that God knew and inspired the writers of Scripture for us to embrace this whole idea? It makes a difference what you focus your thoughts on. It makes a difference what you allow into uh, your consciousness. It makes a difference what we read. It makes a difference what we hear. It makes a difference what we watch. It makes a difference what we think and what we dwell on. Oh, listen, I'm preaching to myself because I've confessed to you before that I am a guy who uh, I have um, a little bit of OCD going on in my life. And it manifests itself in a variety of ways, but one of the ways it manifests itself is that I worry about my family all the time. And um, you let me watch a newscast or read a, read a news feed that is primarily given to the negative news stories, I think, oh no, that could happen to my kids. That could happen to my grandkids. Um, and so I had to change up my routine. I had to begin to think on the positive. I had to make a conscious effort. And I had to take an intentional step toward retraining myself, thinking about things differently, thinking about opportunities rather than catastrophes, thinking about what might happen if, if they venture out in, in a positive way rather than what might happen if they don't stay safe. I'm telling you, it makes a difference what we think. And God wants us to know that we have a responsibility as we are following after Jesus to teach ourselves some new ways of thinking.
to think on the positive, to think about those noteworthy things, to think about what is true, what is pure, what is right, what is holy, what is friendly, what is proper. God wants us to retrain our thinking that we might open up ourselves to the newness that he's wanting to bring to our lives. Oh, and listen, I, I hear somebody already. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, we're not dogs. We're people. And God has created us with this amazing design whereby we might move in different directions when it comes to our thinking about our lives wherever we might find ourselves, in our family circles, in our church family, in the places where we work. Um, in Colossians, Paul wrote to that body of believers and said, don't dwell on things on the earth, but think about heavenly things. Folks, everywhere we go in Scripture, we're being challenged to turn our thinking toward the light, to turn our thinking toward the truth, to turn our thinking toward what might be possible because of what God is able to do in our lives and around our lives. Um, I don't know about you. We have routines. Becky and Ron Bauer have routines. We've changed a routine. It used to be our routine on Sunday mornings, well, really every morning, there's a TV in our bedroom, and the only time it is turned on is when we are getting ready in the morning and we turn on the morning news. And... Uh, Every Sunday morning, we would turn on WIS News, and we would listen to the news. Then it would go uh, to the Today Show, the Sunday version of the Today Show. And we would watch, we would listen, not watch. We would listen to that, and it just seemed like we were hearing one negative thing after another. And I can't remember if it was me or Becky. I, I think it was Becky who said, you know, can we play some Christian music on there? And I said, yeah, we can do that. We've changed our routine. We don't watch the news on Sunday morning, and now we've changed. We don't watch the news every morning. Some mornings we say, you know what, enough of that. We've heard enough bad news. We've been taken down a negative pathway enough, and we put praise music on. And, y'all, it changes you. It changes how you feel about the day that's coming. It changes about what the possibilities might be as we follow Jesus into that day. Um, it makes a difference what we listen to. It makes a difference what we watch. It makes a difference what we read. It makes a difference what we hear. Um, it makes a difference who you surround yourself with. If you're surrounded with people who only see what's wrong, you are going to be programmed to see what's wrong. And it almost happens without you realizing it's happening. And then you hear yourself one day and you say, oh, no. I used to not see the world that way. I used to not see people that way. And God says to us, change your thinking. Change the way you're thinking about life and about what I am wanting to do in your experience. Neural pathways can be transformed if you're, a, if you're an old dog, you can learn new tricks. And the, the newness begins with us believing 
that it might really be able to happen in me. I might really be able to begin to see the promise rather than the problem. I, I really might be able to, to be able to focus on what is the truth about this situation rather than to focus on what might be wrong with this situation. Um, there's another verse over in Romans chapter 12. Chapter 12 starts out this way. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then he continues with this. Listen to this verse in light of what God is having me to say this morning. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. God would not call us to this kind of renewal. And it's not just a renewal that happens to us. It's a renewal that happens in us. You see, it's not just something that God just, while we're in our sleep, he just flips a switch and causes us to wake up different. We are participants in this process. You and I have some decisions to make as we press into this new year of 2023. Are we going to have just a status quo year just like all the other years gone by or are we going to insist on with the Spirit's help of seeing things differently than we've been seeing them? To see people differently. To see opportunities differently. To see our resources differently. To understand that, that you and I are called to participate in the building of the kingdom of God, something that lasts forever beyond this lifetime into the eternity that stretches out before us. Am I going to change my mind about the way I'm living my life or am I just going to do what I've always done and get what I've always gotten? Someone said that the defini definition of insanity is to keep doing what you've always been doing and expect different results. Y'all, it's time for a change. It's time to focus our energies on those things that are truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. It's time to focus our attention on what is the truth as God has revealed the truth in this written word. This is not a, suggest a suggested version of the truth. This is the truth. It is the truth. And when I line my life up against this truth that has been revealed to my understanding, it makes a difference in the quality of my life. When I lay this alongside all of the other philosophies that are offered in vanity and treat this as though it's just, a, just another philosophy, I miss a grand opportunity to find the glory for which I was created. I'm a preacher who for years um, has held up the importance of us being in this book for ourselves day by day. I'll never, I'll never quit preaching that. Because I can tell you when I've, when I've been having one of those days that I traveled down a negative pathway whenever I open this book over and over again God shows me the error of my ways and moves me in the direction that he would have me 
to live my life in that moment. It is a life-changing book. I want to think on the things that are true as revealed in this book. I want to think on the things that are right in the eyes of God. I've been saying lately, and y'all, it's a sad reality in this day of being woke. The only thing that is wrong is for us to say that's wrong. Everything is accepted except for us taking a stand for what is right in the eyes of God. I want to think on the things that are right, not the things that are politically correct. Because political correctness can land you in a ditch. But if you stand by the truth that is declared as the righteousness of God, you will be in the company of angels. I want to think about the things that are holy the things that God would have me to be separated to, to offer my life to that are worth the living. I want to focus my attention on being a friend to others, finding a way for love to find its pure expression in a friendship with someone, just to, to help a neighbor, just, just to assist a fellow pilgrim on their way to take that next step that God would have them to take as we all follow Jesus. I want to focus my attention on, on what is proper in the sight of God, thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. If, I, if we focus our attention enough on this truth, then we can slowly rewire the way we see life. We can choose today under the authority of the Holy Spirit to not conform to the ways of this world, but to be transformed by a spiritual renewal of our minds as we say yes and amen to the truth and the promises of God's Word. Now here's, here's the reality. If we never open this book, we'll never really know what could be. We'll just accept what the loudest voice in the room is saying. But when we open this book, no matter what the loudest voice in the room is saying, the Holy Spirit is there to prompt us in what is true, what is right, what is proper in the eyes of God. It doesn't mean that, that we stand up in those rooms and always insist on having our say, but we, sometimes we sit there quietly and say, oh, no, 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 I, I don't buy that because the Bible says. Listen to these words by a great person. Our lives to be fruitful must be full of Christ. To be able to bring his peace, joy, and love, we must have it ourselves. For we cannot give what we do not have. I, I want to be an agent of his love, of his peace, of his joy in this world. 
but in order for me to be an agent of his love and his joy and his peace, then I must have some degree of that love and joy and peace. If you agree with that, say amen. I cannot give what I do not know. I cannot influence someone to be joyful if I have no joy in my life. I cannot help someone find their peace with God if I do not have some degree of peace with God in myself. I pray that the Lord would so reach into our lives in, in, this, in this month of this new year that we might find our way to travel in the days to come on different pathways than we've walked on before. You say, but I've, I've been following the Lord. I realize that sometimes my following the Lord has become a bit routine and that I need to be shaken from my routineness about walking with Him. It is a glorious thing to know Jesus. But sometimes in the human experience, knowing Jesus can become old hat, a little bit commonplace, something that we've known for so long that we begin to take it for granted. I pray that the Holy Spirit would reach into our lives in such a way that we might see our following Jesus in a new glorious light. And that we might take some steps that maybe we've never taken before because we just, we just never have broken out of the routine. Following Jesus has got to become more than just a routine. And so these new neural pathways are not just about moving from evil to righteousness. It's about moving from what is good to that which is better when it comes to following Jesus. What? Newness is God wanting to bring to my life this year. I'm not, I'm not saying that figuratively. I'm saying it literally. Ron, what newness is God wanting to bring to your experience this year that would make following Jesus as glorious as it really is? Do I need to see some old scripture passages in a new light? Do I, do I need to understand the progressive revelation that God wants me to experience about old verses like God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Lord, rescue me from just a rote repetition, repetition of such truths. Bring me to a new awe about the glory of what you have done and what you are doing in our lives. I shared with you a few years ago, God kind of disturbed my routine. It had been my routine every year, one-year Bible, read through the Bible. Um, I remember back in the 80s when I first read through the Bible, cover to cover. I thought, why haven't I done this before? I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I can get locked into things. And so it just became a part of my life to read the one-year Bible every year. And it, it became so meaningful to me to have read through. I, did I understand everything? Absolutely not. Um, did I cherish all of those lists of things in Leviticus? Tough. 
tough to go through sometimes. Mm, my mind's all over the place right now. But um, it became such a meaningful part. I bought my mom a one-year Bible. I bought my wife a one-year Bible. I bought my kids one-year Bibles. I, it was a good thing for me, and I thought everybody ought to have one-year Bible. And read. if you're going to follow Jesus, you ought to read through the Bible every year. And a few years ago, God said, you know what? I don't want you to read the whole thing this year. I want you to read just the New Testament. Lord, will I be as good a Christian if I just read the New Testament? Will I really be the preacher I need to be if I'm just reading through the New Testament? Now, did I read old? Yeah, I read Psalms and different things, but I didn't read Leviticus. Um, and then the next year, God said, now, now I want you, this year I want you to read the Old Testament. Oh, Lord, really? Now, did I read some New Testament? Yeah, I read, but God was working on me. He said, you've become routine about some things. I'm not looking for the routine. I'm looking for the transformation. I'm not looking for you to check it off. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good preacher because I did this. I want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. I, I want you to be transformed. And I'll... I'll highlight what I want to use to bring transformation to your life. And so I got, off, I got off the treadmill, if you will, the devotional treadmill, where you just kind of do the same things over and over and over again, and now you're on autopilot, and you're no longer even really thinking about what you're reading. You're just reading so you can get to the end of it and check the box. As a matter of fact, in the you in the version, you actually check a box when you finish that reading. I needed, this old dog needed some new tricks. And I find that is never not true about me, about us. God is wanting to give you newness in your following Jesus. And it's time to change some things up. Now here's the thing. There's no way that, that I can... You know, I'll meet each of you here this morning at the altar and we'll find out what your plan is. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. But God's brought this message to us today to help us to understand that some things that he would have to change in our thinking can change, but he has called us to be willing participants in the process. It's not going to just magically happen. But through effort and intention and devotion, we can turn our thinking toward God in a new way. That what is pure and true and right and holy and friendly and proper might find its place in us. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert.
my granddaughter Rachel is on some academic team at West Florence High. She's a senior. I called it the debate team one day, and she said, Papa, it is not the debate team. But it's a debate team. Um, and her and, and two, and her and a friend, another senior, and then her and this, this friend, two girls, rode together, and the guys rode separately. And Christy called back and said, hey, I just wanted to tell you, Rachel and her friend are going to be going to um, Kershaw High School to, to have this competition. So the, they'll be on the road this afternoon, this evening. And um, it used to be um, I would have been worried to death. I'm changing. I was worried, but not worried to death. Um, they did fine. You know, they drove up there. They won. Um, they got something to eat. Um, and then they drove home, and they did fine. I've had to rewire my brain when it comes to my grandkids driving these different places at different times of the day and the night. I've, I've had to, I've had to in, instead of saying, oh, Lord, you know what could happen. I've had to start, I've had to start saying in my self-talk, they'll be fine. God, God's got them. They'll be fine. They're responsible. Um, they've got... They've got GPS. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. If they need anything, they got a phone, they'll call. They'll be fine. But you see the emphasis? They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Reprogramming, 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 reprogramming. And little by little, we're no longer conformed to the old way of thinking. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's always a kind of a neat thing for me when scientific research catch, catches up with the Bible. <laughs> All right? Because everything that I read in that article about neural pathways being created, it's all right here. The verses I shared with you and so many more verses bear witness to the newness that can come to our minds because of the way that God has fearfully and wonderfully created us. I'm going to cooperate with the newness he's wanting to bring to my life this year. Will you? Will you cooperate with him? Will you answer the call of the Spirit and change up some things that need... Some things don't need to be changed, but let's face it. All of us have some things that need to change if we're going to be better. You can be good and not change anything, but don't you want to be better? Don't you want to be closer to that for which God created you? What does God want you to change up? What's he revealing to you as I'm preaching this message this morning? What is God wanting you to change up that your mind might be renewed? 
Do you need to read something different? Do you need to hang out with a different crowd? Do you need to watch something different? Do you need to listen to something different? What needs to happen for you to be different in your thinking when we get to this same place next year? If you don't change anything, you're going to be pretty much the same. Start making changes. You almost won't believe how different your life will become. Lord, this morning, I've, I've tried to preach what you put in my heart and in my mind. And once again, I just trust you, Lord, to bring to us the truth as you want us to receive it as individuals. I don't know what you're saying to this one or that one or the other one. I know that some things you're saying to me. And Lord, I'm committing before you and before my church family, I'm going to change some things up this year. I'm, I'm going to follow where your spirit leads me. I, I'm, I'm going to take my cues from your word. I'm going to take my cues from your spirit. I'm going to claim the promise that the things that you would have me to focus on will be made known in my experience, that you will reveal to me what needs to change in order for my life to be better to your glory. So have your way, Lord, with what has been spoken here today and help us to make application as, as you would have us to as individuals, as a church family. Thank you for the newness that is possible because of your creative design and your redemptive touch. In Jesus' name, amen.
I belong. 